Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacido, and the Celtics beat the Memphis Grizzlies 119-109. This was a fun one. This was Super Bowl Sunday, national holiday in my opinion. Uh, So this podcast is coming out a little bit later than normal. Uh, I am recording this very early on a Monday morning after having 20 people over for the Super Bowl. Uh, A lot of drinks flowing, so this podcast is going to be very short for you. Uh, but wanted to get it out. Celtics, overall, solid win. Really solid win. Uh, played this one. No Jalen Brown, no Marcus Smart, no Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, pulled it off. Played really well. Going to follow today's podcast, same as usual. Run through player of the game. Run through some of the highs and some of the lows. And try to wrap this up as quickly as possible for you. Uh, to get things started here, want to go through play of the game, and honestly, I think it's I think it has to go to Derek White again. This was another just great double double performance from Derek White, and it wasn't a game that he started off super hot. The shooting wasn't as good as it was last game. However, uh, he still ended the night twenty three points, ten assists, uh, added in three rebounds, one of them being offensive. Got to the free throw line a couple times. But this is a game where Derek White started off shooting 0 for 6, I believe, from the field. So Derek White did not come out of the gates firing on this one. Uh, however, he was moving the ball really, really well. couple of great assists, couple of great finds. The ball movement in this game was just off the charts good. Once the second quarter started, really like at the 8-minute point, of the first quarter, like the last four minutes of the first quarter, every single minute from there on, the ball movement was incredible. Uh, guys were, I mean, even even the national broadcasters, Doris Burke was talking about it, the ball movement was excellent last night. Um, so really just solid overall game. Derek White was really the, the guy that started most of that. Uh, this was another pretty low, uh, as far as, I don't know. As far as everybody goes, not there wasn't a ton of assists. Jason Tatum, three. You've got Al Horford with five. He was the next highest. Uh, overall, you look at the numbers, like there were 28 assists on the game. Most of that, obviously, coming from Derek White with his 10. So this wasn't a game outside of Derek White where there was a ton of guys moving the ball. Uh, but you saw a lot of just like solid, solid ball movement. Uh, a lot of it stemmed from Derek White driving in and finding guys. And it opened up a ton of threes. The Celtics shot a ridiculous amount of threes and shot it at such a good clip. So Derek White, really the catalyst behind most of the success in this game. Uh, but we just had a bunch of guys hitting shots. And that's what this boiled down to. Sam Hauser is back. Uh, he had 20 points in this one. Uh, He was actually the second highest behind Derek White. 20 points for Sam Hauser on 6 of 11 from 3. So really just super impressive performance from him once again, uh, which you'll love to see. Al Horford, solid game. 16 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists. 
Like, he was the second high in assists on tonight's game. Four of seven from three. You look up and down, the only person that didn't really have a great game from beyond the arc, Jason Tatum. I mean, you could say Grant Williams, but he only took three attempts, so I'm not really going to throw him in the mix there. Jason Tatum had one of eight. He was one of eight from beyond the arc. Pretty bad offensive game. Got to the free throw line 12 times. was nine of 12 there, so that's good. Uh, And defensively, he was a stud. So I'm not going to – I'll talk about Jason Tatum in both both halves here. But Jason Tatum defensively, they actually talked about it on the broadcast a lot too. Jason Tatum is a two, two-way player. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like Jason Tatum defensively tonight, he had two steals and two blocks in this one. Like this was a really solid overall game uh, from Jason Tatum on the defensive end. The offensive end left a little to be desired, which is tough considering you're down three of your top, you know, five playmaking guys. You would like to see a little bit more from Jason Tatum. A 16-point performance, not not really ideal in a situation where you're down Marcus Smart, JB, and Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, but overall, he was aggressive. He got downhill. He got to the lane. Uh, he got to the hoop, finished at the line. So overall, it's not it's not terrible, but the fact that you know nine of his 16 points came from the free throw line means he didn't really have too much of too much going on on the offensive end. Uh, but overall, you look at the rest of the guys like Mike Muscala. This is you know game number two in green, and he comes out 10 points, five rebounds, uh, hit two of five from three, had a nice little pull up mid range. Like, got the ball in the corner, up faked, guy jumps past him. One nice little dribble in, pull up, baseline, mid-range. Right? Like, Mike Muscala is showing everybody what he can do. The other the other basket that he made outside of the threes, Grant Williams drives into the paint, finds Mike Muscala right around the free throw line. Nice little floater. Like, this guy's offensive game is off the charts. Like, again, defensively, Left a little to be desired. Still hasn't had a real practice with these guys. So I'm I'm giving him a lot of slack on that end right now because defense is one of those things it takes time to adjust to. But overall, you look, and this guy just fits in seamlessly. Absolutely fits in seamlessly. Really solid game from him overall. Uh, And honestly, you saw Peyton Pritchard come in too and really like give good quality minutes from Pritchard. Uh, He had 12 points, three assists on four of seven from three. He went in and just let it fly. He was like pushing the ball really hard. Uh, One of my favorite plays of the game, he got the rebound, sprinted up the floor, got into the lane, kicks it out to Grant, relocates to the corner, and then hits a three, hits that corner three. Like he played a really, really solid brand of basketball. and this was just, it was a fun one to watch from him. He went in there in 18 minutes, had 12 points, got up seven shot attempts. So really solid outing from Peyton Pritchard as well in this one. And it kind of goes in line with what the Celtics did really well in shooting the three. 21 of 51, 41% from three. Like I said, the ball movement in this one was great. Stemmed a lot from Derek White, but the ball movement 
was fantastic. They found so many wide open shots. The quality of shot in this one was incredible. And it led to the Celtics just destroying the Grizzlies from beyond the arc. Like you look and that's the difference in this ball game. Like they had they were 12 of 34. They shot 35%, boat league average. Right? But the Celtics shot <laughs> 21 of 51. It's nine additional threes, 27 extra points from beyond the arc, and we shot it at a better clip. Like, we shot, we had 88 field goal attempts. They had 84. But the fact that most of ours were from beyond the arc, like, that's the difference in a ball game, right? Memphis, I'll give them credit. They absolutely destroyed us in the paint. Like, it wasn't even close. But this is something that the Celtics will live with because, you know, as Joe Missoula so eloquently said earlier on in the season, three is worth more than two. <laughs> it sounds stupid, but it's true. I mean, they, they outscored us 60 to 34 in the paint and we handled them, handled them. Uh, so this was a, this was a fun one. The Celtics found themselves up 15 and all of it was because of really good ball movement and really good shot making. So give the Celtics some credit. Missing three of their top guys, they went out there and they battled. Uh, and it was a fun one to watch overall. Uh, it certainly wasn't perfect, and I want to dive into some of that here. But before we dive into that, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilizes the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus back. Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so let's dive into some of the negatives here. Uh, like I mentioned, I'm going to keep this section short. Overall, this is a really good win. However, there were a couple things that 
I don't know, were really tough to watch. Uh, and those points in the paint primarily. This is a game with Robert Williams that Memphis seemed to just finish whatever they wanted at the rim. This game, there was a couple there was a couple points in it where Robert Williams was limping. And I kept saying it over and over, like, take him out. Tweeted it out during the show as well. Like, take Robert Williams out of the game. He had a solid overall game, Robert Williams. It's not like he went out there and just was a dud. Like, he had, you know, a really solid game overall. You look at the numbers, you know, he had 16 rebounds in this, five of which were offensive. Had another double-double with 10 points. This was a good game for Robert Williams. However, there were a lot of points in this one where it looked like he was limping around. It looked like he was struggling. He was not the same Robert Williams in the paint defensively. And you look up and down like this, you know, Al Horford's not really going to give you a ton of interior defense. He'll defend on the perimeter, uh, but not really inside. And same with Mike Muscala. Like he's not going to be a presence at the rim. Luke Cornett, honestly, at times can be more so than, you know, an Al Horford or what I've seen of Muscala. But Luke Cornett only played seven minutes, and I think that's kind of where the Celtics are trending. We saw more Muscala than Cornett, and I think that's the reason that we made this trade, was to kind of limit the amount of Cornett minutes that we're seeing. Uh, but overall, Robert Williams didn't really look like himself. These guys were finishing at the rim with ease. Like, they had 60-plus in the paint. Like, that's an issue. Uh, and again, there are very few teams that do it as well as Memphis does. Like, this is this is their game. They drive, they get in, they finish in the paint. John Morant's a huge part of that, right? John Morant's one of the most fun players in the NBA to watch, and it's for that exact reason. He is a high-flying point guard, little point guard, that is going to finish over the top of anybody. Uh, so that was a big issue tonight was the interior defense. They were getting whatever they wanted. This was a game, I mean, honestly, if it weren't for terrible free throw shooting, like, that could have been a big difference in the game. They shot 13 of 21 in this one. 61%. Terrible. Terrible. Um, but overall, I mean, this is one of the things that the Celtics really struggled with tonight was letting Memphis just get where they wanted at multiple times throughout the game. Uh, outside of that, I mean, there really aren't a ton of bad performances. I talked about Jason Tatum and really struggling from the field. Three of 16, one of eight from three. Overall, offensively, really struggled. But again, I don't think this is a bad Jason Tatum game. You know, I've, I'm certainly critical of Jason Tatum at times. Uh, but overall, I mean, this was defensively one of the better games that he's had couple blocks inside, couple steals, looked good defensively. Staying in front of his guy, didn't really give up a ton of points, uh, but just really couldn't put it together on the offensive end. And honestly, like, he needs to be better. Like, in games where you're missing three starting caliber players, obviously Brogdon's a sixth man, but certainly starting caliber, you you need to step up. You need guys to hit shots. Jason Tatum should be that guy you look to. There should never be a game missing those three guys where, honestly, like, you've got Derek White and Sam Hauser outscoring them. And, and Al Horford tied them in points. 
That should never be the case when you're down three of those guys. All right, so it's really just a tough look for Jason Tatum overall. Uh, but that's not something to be worried about. All right, like that's not something that we're used to seeing. So overall, you be happy with the win uh, and take it in stride. This was a this was a fun one, and on Super Bowl Sunday as well. You got it. Got to see a good football game. Congratulations again to the the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I will. I don't like the Chiefs, but frankly, I am never gonna root for Philly in anything, whether it be the 76ers in the NBA or the Eagles in football. Never cheering for Philly. Uh, but that's where we're going to wrap things up for today. This was, a, this was a fun game for the Celtics. Good win overall. And at this point, you know, the Celtics continuing to roll. This was their fourth straight, fourth straight win and continue to have the best record in the NBA. So fun time to be a Celtics fan because this is a this is a time where the Milwaukee Bucks are absolutely on a tear. They have won 10 straight games, and we still have a game-and-a-half lead, and that's because the Celtics started this season so hot. And you know, I can't even say started the season so hot because they've just continued it. They're playing really good basketball overall this season, and it has been really fun to watch. Uh, that's where we're going to wrap things up for today. If you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics guy. Follow me on our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die, and our YouTube page, Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We'll talk soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?